And now for something purposely positive. Welcome to Strive to Thrive, the Purposely Positive Podcast, brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. This is Tony Wexler, your host, and on this podcast, we talk about positive issues to bring positive content into the world. Have you ever had something on your to-do list that just keeps getting put off? Maybe it's something you don't enjoy or you don't do very well. Or maybe your list is just way too big. Now, if this sounds like you, you're going to love this episode. It's called Mastering the Art of Delegation. And to help me with this topic, I want to welcome my amazing friend, Kayla. Kayla, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Tony. It's such a pleasure to be here. I'm honored to be here and discussing uh, the art of delegation. It's, it's just truly a topic that I, you know, I'm passionate about because I uh, understand the struggle and I've been there and I, I love empowering people to move past that, that part of being stuck. So that is great. This is going to be a fun discussion. And I think it's going to be a discussion where people are going to walk away learning a lot as well as having a good time, which is really what I'm all about. I mean, that's about a positive thing to put out there in the world. People need to know how to delegate. And a lot of people think it's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. uh, why do you think that is? Why do you think people are afraid to delegate? That's such a good question. For me personally, and talking to other business owners, I have I found that a lot of people feel as if they're not good enough, or be, if they ask for help, like the, it's because they failed at whatever it is that they were trying to accomplish. Or um, if they can't do it all, then then they're like they're not good enough. So I really do think it comes back to you know their mindset around around that. It's really powerful how you're asking for help can honestly be like the the thing that changes your life and allowing that help to come in and having like that support and uh, accountability can really propel you in all different areas of your life, not just business, but especially in business. It definitely can propel you in all those all areas of your life. But I think you touched on something interesting there. A lot of people are afraid of delegation because they believe it's a sign of weakness. Mm -hmm. We're in that you can have it all, but you have to do it all mindset. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do it yourself, then somehow you failed. Uh, you've shown weakness. So how do we change our mindset to get over that and to realize that delegating is really a good thing for us? That is such a good question. I think that delegating is it's sort of a learning process, right? It's a lot of trusting yourself and trusting others, just knowing the benefits and understanding the benefits and how much they outweigh whatever your mind is telling you that could possibly happen, such as I'm better or faster, or I don't have the time to train someone or, you know, all of these things that come up in our, in our brains when we think about handing off a task. It just comes back to, a, a lot. I think it's a lack of trust in other people. And I think if you set yourself up in order to be able to trust your team or whoever it is, and there's many ways that you can do that, but taking the time to plan out and not just like freaking out, you know what I mean? Taking the time to really be strategic and plan out how you're going to delegate, who you're going to delegate to, how you're going to monitor it, et cetera, et cetera. 
all of that goes into being able to fully trust and know that like you can still keep your eye on what's going on without you actually having to do it nor micromanage. So like I said, um, I think a lot of people's fears come back to um, like fear of letting go or fear of relinquishing that control. But there's so many, there's so many ways to set yourself up for success that I really just don't think is like, it's not, delegation is not the sexiest topic out there. So you don't see that plastered all over social media. Um, You don't see these strategies and tactics on building a team and having trust in your team and delegating like this, this stuff is not what you see on mainstream social media. So we're not taught it. We just kind of dive into it. And I think we can be burned sometimes. So we say we never want to do that again or, or whatever it is, but there are, you know, there definitely are ways around that. And there's ways through the fear. There's ways around setting yourself up and um, really just being successful with delegating and growing your business. I like the way you brought up that we don't trust other people there because that is a huge factor. When we delegate, we're doing it on our own. We don't think other people are going to be able to do it as well. And that's when we get into, if we do delegate, then we start to micromanage. Mm -hmm. And that's never a good thing. I've worked in the past with bosses who were like, constant micromanagers and it used to drive me nuts so i learned when i became a supervisor in my previous career as a senior investigator i would trust my investigators to do the job and i would have no problem saying okay this is your case you work on it do it the way you want and you just hand it off because what happens is the more we try to micromanage the more we spend time micromanaging other people worrying about what they're doing more than what we're focusing on ourselves. And those distractions can really, really get in the way. So at this point, we've been just talking a lot about why people will not want to delegate, but I think we can dig into some of the good reasons to delegate. And one of the things that I've always believed is in a process called uh, the Triple D formula, and I have a couple of triple D formulas or 3D formulas. One has to do with success, but this has to do with getting tasks done. And it's basically you either do it, you delegate it, or you dump it. Mm-hmm. And really, there's no other option, right? You have you just do it, get it done. If you don't have time or if it's not something that you're an expert at, then don't be afraid to delegate. And then there are some things that we can just simply say, you know what, I really don't need to do this. This isn't that important. And Mm -hmm. that really helps you stay on track with getting more things done. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I actually created um, a little visual roadmap. It's called my delegation roadmap. Or if I wanted to be fancy with it, I actually called it delegate your way to seven figures roadmap. But it, it does, it breaks it down. It's like, look at your, your task, look at each individual task that you're doing or that your team is doing. And first ask yourself, does this even need to be done? You know, right. if it doesn't need to be done, then get rid of it. And then you move on from there. Like, okay, well, does it need to be done right now? Do I have to do it? Or do I need to outsource? Do I need to find help? Do I even know how to do this task? Do I need to find help? And it just really, um, it walks you down just really how to think about delegating. So you're not paralyzed by the many tasks and steps and processes that are, you know, happening simultaneously within just the day-to-day basis, you know? So 
being able to identify like what you can actually get off of your, off of your shoulders, off of your plate and delegate that's taking a step towards freedom. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and freedom is something that everybody wants because we all have too many things to do on our plate. And at the end of our life, we're not going to look back and say, wow, I wish I'd spent more time in the office. Or I wish I spent more time working on things. No, we're going to wish we spent more time doing the things we loved and being with the people in our life who we truly love and want to be with. So delegating is a great way to do that. I'm going to tell a quick story. I have a few stories I can tell along the way, and I'm sure you do too, because mm -hmm. I think people really can relate when we share our stories. But when I first started the coaching business and got into doing this, I could not figure out. Well, I, I had done a website myself and TonyWCoaching.com. Uh, you may, I'm in the process of launching a new website. So depending on when you listen to this and when we get this new website may be up, but my original website, I wanted to have the ability to download an ebook that I had written from the website and I just could not figure it out. I finally got so frustrated that I said, you know what? I'm just going to go out there. I'm going to hire somebody to go in and to do that. And I tell you what, it was a little stressful for me because I was like, I'm going to have to pay money for this. And I was at the point, I was just starting the business and I was trying to be very conscious of my budget. I'd say, what can I pay for? And what can I do myself? And I've always been a person who's believed in doing things yourself. I mean, I even fixed a washing machine recently because it stopped working. And I just went on to uh, YouTube University, as I like to call it. And I Googled it and I found out it was something simple, something that would have cost me hundreds of dollars to have someone come in and repair, cost me under $10 for a part and probably maybe 45 minutes of my time. So I thought, okay, well, that's worth it. So there's that balance there. But mm -hmm. I, I delegated someone to do uh, the task of putting the automation onto the website and everything worked out fine. And now I'm in the process because I've wanted to update this website for a long, long time. My feeling was, you know, I just kept putting it off. Just like I said at the beginning of the program, because I knew when I originally put the website up and had to do it myself, I had all kinds of issues with it, with tech issues. So I finally said, you know what, I'm going to hire somebody. I have somebody in my business networking group who does this for a living. They're an expert. They know what they're doing. So I'm just going to pay for somebody to do it, delegate it, and not worry about it. And I tell you what, it's a lot less stress just knowing that it's going to be done. Absolutely. Really, like delegating is a huge, huge stress relief is what it mainly is. Like a little bit about my background, what happened with me and how I even got here was I started my business, my very first business as you know, it wasn't really out of a passion or anything. It was just really a way towards freedom, right? All entrepreneurs are just kind of, they are looking for more freedom for their, for their self, whether it's a passion business or whether they just start something that they're just good at or whatever it is. That's what I did. I just started a business. I got industry training and I started doing insurance adjusting. So it was independent insurance adjuster running my own uh, little business and I signed on with a bunch of agencies and my work was really good and I was thorough. Everything was great. They were just dumping work on me. Right. And I was like, yes, this is amazing. Like I'm going to be rich. And, you know, that was fun and great for a little while. And I just, I couldn't get caught up. There came a point where I was just buried 
and work. And it was just like, okay, well, I can't really take time off because if I did, then I'm going to lose out on revenue. Right. So, so yeah, I could have easily um, had some help with admin with administrative task. Uh, the rest of it, you know, was, was very specialized work that really truly only I could do, but there was, there was a part of my business where I could have delegated and I didn't. And instead I continued down the path of doing it all myself and not structuring my business for growth. And I ended up being the bottleneck and I crumbled after doing it for so many months of just really just drowning in that success. I just, I hit a wall. I got really, really sick. I ended up like sick for many weeks at that point. And like I said, I lost out on a lot of revenue and it was really hard to make a comeback from that point. I was burnout. I was sick. I was tired. I was broke now because the business didn't keep running without me. So I don't know. I just, I kind of realized like there's got to be a better way. Like there's got to be a different way um, to run business. And that just kind of, that's where I started at with my entire journey on this. And that's where I'm at today. Just really talking to people because after I come out of this and and I'm thinking about what do I want to do with the rest of my life? Because I can't go back to the, you know, a real job. I can't go back to a real job. I've already had my own business. So I'm talking to other business owners and I'm just like, oh my God, everybody struggles with this. This is a major issue. We have a major issue with delegating and like continuing to grow our business and us being the bottleneck of our business because we want to do it all and we want to, you know, have our hands in everything. And that can really, that can cause us to be, become stagnant and, and burn out and overwhelmed and all that fun stuff. So that's where I encourage people to really, once you hit a spot, like even if you're not thinking about it from the beginning, once you've hit a spot of capacity, think about how you're going to move on in your business. Like, how are you going to structure this to where you are able to delegate, take some stress off your shoulders and get some time back for yourself because you don't have to do it all. And you don't have to burn yourself at both ends just to make a business work. Like that's, that's not the truth. So I actually, in my business now, since learning my lesson, I have completely handed off most of my marketing and visibility stuff. I completely let a strategist take over that for me because yeah, I I did. I tried, I tried to beat my head against the wall trying to figure it out. Right. And I, I think I did that for quite a few months and I was like, why am I doing this? Like there's literally an expert out there that I can pay and she's changed my entire business. She's changed my entire business. And it's about like, you know, taking a risk and trusting that you're going to get that return. You know what I mean? And it's the same with whether it's an admin administrative role in your business, whatever it may be, maybe it's a tech person. That's like the biggest frustration that business owners have, right? Um, Tech is, it haunts everyone, but whatever it is, just like have that trust. And it's not even about just like, what can you not do? It's about how much time and peace can you buy back for yourself? Because that is really, truly, you know, that it breaks my heart to see people so stressed out in their own business and chained to their own business, you know? So I had a mentor once tell me that you can always make money, but you can never make up the time that you lost. Mm -hmm. Once it's gone, it's gone. 
And that's very, very profound in in hearing that and, and knowing that and really learning that, yeah, I can make back the money, but the time that it took me to do something and those hours and hours that I'm spending on something, I mean, especially and again, I'm going to bring back technology because you yeah. brought it up. I brought it up before. It's something that I'm not that great at. I'm certain things I I'm pretty good, but certain things I'm not. And we have to know our limitations, right? Mm-hmm. That's part of knowing what we're good at and what we're not so good at. And it's just so much easier and so much faster just to say, hey, can you go in and, and do this for me? Another thing that I heard recently is regarding if you want to write a book. And a lot of people struggle with that. They have a book inside of them, but they don't know how to write it. There's a beautiful thing out there that we can use. There's several different versions of it, but I believe you can even get this. And they're not a sponsor, but you can even get this uh, through Google Docs. You just go into a document and you can actually do recording of your voice and it'll type out everything you want. So if you have a book, all you need to do is hit the button and then just speak the book. And then after it's all done and you have it all written, clean it up maybe a little bit, then you can actually send it to somebody. You can go to Fiverr of all places and find somebody who will sit down and will take that, will edit that, will format it and make it really into a book. And then you can send it to another person who can actually break it down into like chapters and figure out where, you know, someone who's got experience in that and then there you go. Now you have your book. You can even go out and hire somebody to do the cover. It's just mm-hmm. amazing what you can do if you're willing to look for those people that are good at what they do. And you may be surprised that a lot of these things will not cost you as much money as you think. Yes. Yeah. And their return, their return is like way better than just you doing it yourself. You know? Yeah. I was encouraged to people. I encourage people to think about the return not just in money though, it's return on stress. It's return on time. It's return on just your quality of life. Yeah. So it's not always about the money. Well, I sat down uh, recently and I've done this with some of my clients who are struggling with time management and this whole thing. It's a very simple exercise. And tell me what you think of this, Kayla, since this is something that, that you do, but I basically take a piece of paper and draw a line down the middle and then draw a line across. So you, you end up with four sections. Yes. And on the, what is it, the left side of the paper, I write uh, for that urgent. And then I write non-urgent on the right side. And then for the top half, I write important and then not important underneath that. So now you have one box with things that are urgent and important, one box with things that are not urgent, but they're important, one thing with your non-important things that are urgent. And then another thing with your non-important things that are not urgent. So the example of of urgent things would be a meeting that you have, something that uh, that you have to get done right away, or maybe you have to do a repair in uh, your house, something that's really important or important, but not urgent. Maybe that would be sitting down and going over applications or something to that effect. And then you could look at non-important but urgent. Sometimes you get interruptions and distractions that come along. And a lot of those things come across your desk as being urgent. And then Mm -hmm. in the not important, not urgent things, well, what's that? That's like going through your junk mail, sorting Mm -hmm. that out or cleaning out your office or maybe social media, checking social media. So just knowing what fits in what category, 
will help you to fit into one of those, those categories, do, delegate, or dump. Usually the urgent, important things are things that you may have to do yourself, but mm-hmm. not not always. But then usually anything that is not important and not urgent, you can probably delete those things. You don't really need to do those. The urgent but not important things, those tend to be the things that are very easy to delegate. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And you can actually kind of do the same thing with um, your task and like with your strengths. Okay. Do I even like doing this? How much does this stress me out? You know, you can make your quadrants that way and you can, you can prioritize them that way so that you know for sure which tasks you're getting off of your hands immediately. And once you have, you know, a good list of compiled recurring tasks that you don't even like doing, then you have, you've created a role at that point. You already know the job description, you know, what this person was kind of skill set they need to have. You know what I mean? All you have to do at that point is match your values with that person and and you have a fit. You have a role designed right right there. So there's no more bringing somebody in and saying, I don't even know what you can do for me. Being able to identify and prioritize your task and know your strengths and your weaknesses is exactly how you're going to be able to effectively delegate without, with confidence, you know, without feeling like I don't know what I can delegate. I don't even know if I can create a whole role out out of this stuff. Yes, you can. Just the power of writing down all the things that you're actually doing is huge because I think a lot of times business owners just get so um, inundated with the day-to-day, they don't even realize how much they're doing. So the thought of maybe delegating, they're like, I don't even know what I could delegate. What This wouldn't even be worth somebody's time to do. You know what I mean? I don't even know what I would pay them. There's so much thought that goes into it. Um, but once you start writing that stuff down and categorizing it, like, you know, like we talked about, like you talked about and I talked about, yeah, you can absolutely define a role and get going from there. So those are really great, great starts for both time management and delegating effectively. You simply just write down, like you just said, all the things that you have to do. And Mm. as you go down that list, you can probably pick off a whole bunch of things that, you know what, I could really delegate these things. And just knowing the things that you could delegate. I think knowledge in this thing is power because if you know that, okay, I have to do this, this is important. Like I have to do my calls. I have to go on my calls. I have, there's no way I'm going to hire somebody else at this stage in the game. And no, at some point, depending on where your business is, you may be able to hire people to do those things that you feel is so important that you have to do. Depending on where you are, you just have to, you have to really sit down, but you have to know, like you said, all the things that you are doing. And then there are things on the outside of our world, of our business world and things in our home environment, things, for example, like mowing the lawn. Mm -hmm. That's something that if you have a a house, it usually has to be done. The yard work, right? That has to be done. Now, some people really enjoy doing that yard work. It's a, it's a distraction. It's something that makes them feel good. It's something that just gives them satisfaction. So in that case, that would be (laughs) you. I love doing yard work. (laughs) That's great. Well, see now I'm actually kind of 
hit and miss. Sometimes I don't mind it, but usually I don't mind not doing it. The only reason why I still mow my lawn with a, and I use a push mower. The only reason why I still do it is because it, it forces me to go out and to get some type of physical exercise, because mm-hmm. a lot of times I will put that off and that's not a good thing. I mean, walking every day is something that we all should be doing to keep our health. Even if we just go out for 20 minutes a day and just take a walk, it's good for the physical health. It's good for the mental health. Just having the fact that I have to go outside and mow the lawn. But if you really sit down and think about it, maybe I could have somebody else come in and pay them to do that while I'm working on something that's going to make me money. And if you think about it, it can be cost effective because I could pay somebody, let's just say $50 to mow the lawn while I'm out there making $200. So I'm making a huge return on my investment, right? I'm paying $50 and making 200. I get $150 profit for that particular hour. So you have to look at the cost effectiveness of that. And if you like the yard work aspect, well, maybe you don't like to clean your house. So you could pay somebody to come in and and clean your house on a weekly basis. Uh, I know a lot of people who really uh, enjoy that and not have to step away from that. So it's really deciding what things we can delegate, and then knowing the things that we can't and being able to make those decisions based upon those categories. Yeah. And that's how you find fulfillment. And that's how you find alignment for your own self. Just being able to hold on to the things that you truly love doing and minimizing the rest is truly how you're going to find that fulfillment, especially in business. A lot of times we have a zone of genius. You know, we have, we are talented in an area and we didn't expect to have to do all this other stuff that came with it. Right. Yeah. It just, it just is really, it's really powerful being able to delegate and just letting go of the idea that it's a weakness because it's not, it's not at all. Mm, Absolutely. I like the way you brought up zone of genius. I believe there's a book out there by a Laura Garnett. I think it is G A R. N-E-T-T. I hope that's right. I hope I got that right. It's called Find Your Zone of Genius. And I actually did a podcast episode about that too. And it has to do with understanding what your talents are and what your skills Mm -hmm. are and what activities you are uniquely good at and going out and doing those things. It's That's definitely a game changer in life. And then once you, you know, there's other people that compliment you that you can build a business with. You know what I mean? It's all about teamwork at that point. Or even if it's your house, your chores. You know what I mean? There are people who love mowing the grass and that is what they've created their business out of because they love doing it so much. They love doing yard work. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe I'll do that one day. I love it. But just surround yourself with people that compliment you. If we were all the same, where would we get to? You know what I mean? Some people's, your weaknesses may be somebody's strengths and that is how you create synergy in your life. It's just a super powerful thing just to just to be able to understand your your own strengths and weaknesses and find your zone of genius and and stick with that instead of trying to do it all. Surrounding yourself by people who compliment you is a huge thing. I really yeah. like that you brought that up because a lot of times we like to be around people that are like-minded, that mm-hmm. seem to like the same things as us. But sometimes if we find people that like other things and we can compliment each other, 
that really opens up doors for new opportunities and things that you haven't seen in your life and different partnerships that you can develop and, and whether that's in our business or even our personal life. Yeah. So Kayla, let's go where the rubber meets the road now. And maybe if we could throw out a few just simple tips that somebody who's sitting there listening to the podcast can start using right away, right after they finish listening, but listen to the whole thing first, right? But right after they finish listening, they could go out and start implementing these things and really make the changes in their life through that mastering the art of delegation. Yeah. So I think it's it's a really about first thinking about where you want to go. Like where do you, where is it that you're wanting to go? And identifying that first. And then from there, like you can see your vision all you need to know is where you're at what i need to get there right what from where i am today what do i need to get there so whether that be um handing off i want to get to a point where all i'm doing are coaching calls right great that is totally awesome you that is totally attainable and within reach what you need to do at this point is identify that that's where you want to go right and then create a list What are all the things that you are doing on a day-to-day basis that you're going to have to offload in order to keep your business running so that you can be removed from the day-to-day and just do the things that you want to be doing, right? And then from there, you're just going to have, you're going to have to create, you know, specific, whether they're specific roles because it's recurring task, whatever it is, just, you know, group those, as we talked about earlier with the prioritization matrix and the zone of genius matrix, Find, you know, find somebody who fits that, that role, but not only with their skill set, I want you to match, match with that person on a values base. I feel like more than anything, skill sets are really important, but I do feel like in order to really love the person that you're working with and for them to really love and have buy-in for your business, your values have got to align. I really say put an emphasis in identifying what, what it is that you value and then understanding other people's values, whether that means they're growth oriented or whatever it is they have, you know, they're respectful, whatever it is that you guys both match on, that's where you're going to create great collaboration and growth from. So, yeah, I mean, it's really just a, it's about taking an inventory of what you're currently doing, where you want to go and how you're going to get there. Yeah. And just, and, and letting go, letting go. Letting go. That's definitely a big thing there. And finding those people in your life that are aligned with you. I think that's a, that's so important. I'm so glad you brought that up too, because sometimes if we delegate someone to do something and our personalities clash or our way of doing things clash, then that's just not going to work and it's going to become a more frustrating thing. And what happens if you do that is you'll start to think that delegating is not good Yes, because you made a choice to have someone that you delegated to not be aligned with, um, you know, with your values and exactly where you're going. So I think that's super important. And it's not just when it comes to hiring somebody, because just because you're delegating, it doesn't mean you're going to hire that person. You know, when I found the person to design my website, they're not going to be my complete IT person. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to be, they're not going to be on the payroll. I'm just hiring them for the one task. And so that's kind of how that works. It's the same thing. If you hire somebody to paint your house, you know, they're not going to come in every single week and and, and be your house maintenance person. You're you're not going to have to pay them. You just pay them for one thing. So learning 
the two things when it's valuable to actually hire somebody or when it's valuable to just hire someone for the one task. Does that yes. make sense? Yeah. And that is, um, that really goes back to which I, I talked about earlier and you guys can get it through my website, but um, I do, I did create a, a chart that helps you walk through that on how to identify whether you just need to outsource it for a one-time project or whether you should probably think about hiring, whether they're a 1099 contractor or an in-house person, whatever, but that may, it may need to be an actual role that's fulfilled because the tasks are recurring. So it's really powerful to just sit down and write down all of the things that are currently happening in your business and what you're wanting to let go of. And then understanding whether or not they're a recurring task or not. Well, Kayla, this would be a perfect time for me to ask you if people wanted to reach out to you and get this resource that you're offering them, or just even maybe have a discussion with you about all this, what would be the best way for them to do that? Yeah. So I don't know if you said you would give the link and put it down below the yes. podcast, but somewhere around the podcast, there will be a link, but it's actually, um, my website is maverickops.co. So that's M-A-V. E-R-I-C-K-O-P-S.co, maverickops.co. And you can, you know, in the shop there, I have a little delegate your way to seven figures chart. And it's is really going to be uh, nice and thorough on how to think about delegation when it comes to your task list that you've created. So there's that. And then also, if you guys just want to reach out to me and, and have a little chit chat, you can also schedule a call from my website as well. So go to Maverick Ops, and that will help you to become the top gun of delegation in your world. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Business freedom by design. I love that. So Kayla, the other question that I ask all of my guests at the end of the show is simply this, and that is what does being purposely positive mean to you? Purposely positive. Um, you know, that's funny. One of my values is leadership and that is influencing for the greater good of whether that's humanity or, you know, whatever I'm involved with. And I am a, whether you want to call me a chronic optimist, I don't know, but being purposely positive, I feel like has such a ripple effect on everyone that you meet Standing in your leadership and being purposely positive, you have the power to impact so many. So that's, I guess that's what that means to me is just really standing in, in your leadership and knowing, you know, right from wrong and being purposely positive. That is so true. Influencing for the greater good and you being that chronic optimist. When we are optimistic, we do create that ripple effect to everyone we meet and we can spread that positive or that positivity into the world, just like my mission here at the podcast, this is spread positive content, like learning how to delegate and yes. all the other topics we talk about that positive content out into the world. So I want to thank you for being a part of that and for being on the podcast today and for imparting your wisdom to those listening. And uh, it's been a lot of fun today. Thank you so much, Tony. Thank you so much for having me. It has been a pleasure and I guess I'll talk to you soon. And 
you've been listening to Strive to Thrive, the Purposely Positive Podcast, brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. And if you're out there feeling like you've got too much on your plate and have a wake-up call moment in your life, you can download a free resource, an ebook called Strive to Thrive, and it will start you in the direction of a purposely positive life. 